Welcome back to another episode. I am Sticks. This is my co-host and best friend D'Lo, and we are Too Complex. I know we've been gone for a couple of weeks, but we got some good content and some good topics to talk about. But before we get into that, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you like the video and hit that notification bell so you don't miss any of these bangers that we got we coming back. up for y'all. Man. And, and we, we back. back, dog. And we back, dog. So what's been going on, D'Lo? I know it's been a couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's been a couple of weeks since we recorded. We had a couple of things going on. And you know what I'm saying? Life, busy, man. I swear life, life happens. Life. life happens, man. Life be life in like a mud, don't it? Yeah. Life yep. be life in, sure dog. But what's, what's been good with you for the last couple of weeks, G? Man, I mean, the last couple of weeks, you you know the first thing is gonna, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. just spending time with the family. But it really has been spending a, a lot of time with the family. week before uh, our last podcast, I said that it's probably spending too much time with them. We all were sick. I mean, I was just talking. I'm always going to try to spend as much time with my family as I can. But um, mm-hmm. last weekend, we went back home to our hometown, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And Stacy's sister had prom. So we That's went and, and helped her out, helped her and her mom with all of the stuff that was going on there uh, and helping mm-hmm. her with the preparation to get ready for prom. Uh, and, you know, just doing that type of stuff. And just being around, seeing my family, seeing her family, stuff like that. So that's what I've been doing, you know, last week, prior to that, the week before, just chilling, you know, again, spending time with the family. I will say, though, if I come up missing, it was it was Stacy, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, would, that would be my first thought. Like, police. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah it, it was, my boy gone. Was like, look at her. Yeah, <laughs> it was Stacy. But it, it would be my own doing, man. You know, pandemic marriage i got married in the pandemic just mm-hmm. i'm not used to putting on my ring every time i go out because during the pandemic we weren't going anywhere we were stuck mm-hmm. in the house so you know you I, i'm in the home so it's like and i yeah, work yeah. from home yeah so i don't i don't go out that much a good call out there so i don't put i always forget to put my ring on and last week we went to fedville and like halfway there i looked down at my hand and i'm just like oh shoot She's like, what? What's wrong? What's wrong? I was like, <laughs> I just put Damn. my hand up. And I was like, I forgot my ring. And she don't really trip about it. She, you know, my wife is really cool. Um, yeah. She's real, real laid back. But I just feel like this one time I'm going to do it. And she's going to be like, <laughs> you man. Must. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to bot me, man. You know, so and, and it's, it's not like I'm trying to see if I still got it or anything like that. It's just I just. Yeah. Really forgetting, yeah, really forget yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, off me, man. How about you? What's been going on with you the man, last couple? Of weeks? I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to get on your level sometime soon, man. For real, for real. I, I wouldn't be able to say, "Dang, I forgot mine too." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like we can have, we can have those conversations. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, with me, man, it's just like same old same. Just making sure that I'm taking care of Sam, making sure that I'm spending time with her. Um, got some new things popping off. You know what I'm saying? Okay. As far as that. Is concerned, so we're gonna see how that rolls. Okay. But I'm not gonna talk too much right now. I'm not gonna talk too much. But uh, but I'm starting this new coding class soon, in a couple of weeks. So that's gonna be fun. You know what yep. I'm saying? Go ahead and move move the career to another path, another avenue. So we're gonna see how that roll out. And I'm okay. excited about that too, man. Just to kind of see how see how that thing rolls and kind of get into that new career. And I mean, I'm excited about it, man. So I mean, same old same. Being a good dad, yeah. spending time with her. Yeah. And now I'm moving to a new career, man. And this is not going to change. But of course, 
I gotta gotta make sure that I'm bringing money in for the fam too. So you know, good. We're gonna 100%. be good money. We're gonna be good money. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we've had this conversation. I'm interested to see, you know, how that path goes for you. Um, you know, I have my ideas, and you know, I, I say a lot of things to you sometimes, and sometimes sometimes I feel like maybe I shouldn't say it, but nah, I wouldn't shit. be your I wouldn't be your homie if I didn't express um, mm-hmm. some concerns and just let you know what to be mindful yeah. of. Um, so, but I, I am interested and excited for you in, in that path that you're about to take. And, 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 and the, cra- the crazy well. thing is, is D'Lo, this man been knowing me for almost three decades. So he knows that I'm customer facing, like to be out in the public and like to be helping yeah. people. But me getting into this new path and me potentially working from home, which I've done before and I actually enjoyed it. He's like, oh, I don't know, dog. Like you, you, you used to be out there in that field, G. We go, we gonna see what yeah. happened. But I, I know he got confidence in his, in his, in his yeah, own. Yeah, so yeah, we, yeah. We gonna be straight. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, yeah. So what's been going on, man? What's all the the events that's been going on in our, in our absence that we can talk about? Man, so of course you know the NFL draft popped off this weekend, and it was a lot of quarterbacks that went in the first round, first four picks. But the biggest one I want to talk about is your Cuzzo. Getting okay. into the league, yeah. bro. Miss, yeah, come man, on, yeah. man. Talk, talk, talk about Cuzzo, man. Talk about Cuzzo a little bit. Getting into the league, G. Man, so I posted something on Instagram and um, had his little draft card. Him, he, the person we're talking about is Hendon Hooker. Um, mm-hmm. Got to get him on the on the podcast too. Got to get him on the pod. We got a couple people. I'm gonna take some work. Yeah, probably gonna take some yeah. work. I haven't talked to him quite some time. It's a big age difference between him and him and myself, but. Um, yeah, you know, I posted on Instagram his draft card, and then in the background, it was LeBron James when he won his first NBA championship, where he was like, It's about damn time, it's about damn time. And the reason mm-hmm. I posted that is because he went in the third round, he slipped all the way to the third round. And the reason he slipped to the third round is because he got an injury or he had an injury towards the end of the year, and he set out some games. And you know, you know, when you have injuries in the NFL, it's always I know some all about that. To- yeah, it's always a reluctance to to give you the shot that you probably truly deserve. Um, mm-hmm. And he's a little bit older than your typical quarterback that's that's entering the draft or that did enter the draft this year. I believe the average age was like 21, 22 mm-hmm. right there. He's 24. But mm-hmm. regardless of that, before his injury, he was like, I believe, the front runner for the Heisman Trophy. So He was. In, in all regards, he probably should have been – if not the first pick, um, maybe the you know that fourth pick, second pick, whatever the case may be, because he was balling at Tennessee, mm-hmm. um, played in a he little was. bit of unorthodox offense, uh, not really NFL or pro type offense, but he was very productive both with his arm and with his legs. But I'm proud of him, man. I'm, I mean, he he stayed the course. He, he went had some adversity in his college career, and you know he stayed the course, and now. He's in the NFL and will more than likely be backing up Jared Goff with the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. So the Detroit Lions, yep. Yeah. And yeah. I'm I'm, you know, I, I've never met uh Hendon, but I wish him all the best for sure. You know, so I know he gonna he gonna ball out. I know he gonna ball out. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be at some point, I feel like my prediction, predictions, my prediction mm-hmm. is at some point he's gonna be a starting quarterback in the league because he is that good. For what I've seen just watching yeah. college football and watching him play whenever he when he was in the in the lineup when he wasn't hurt, he balls out. Like mm-hmm. kid is nice. Kid is nice. Yeah, so they beat Alabama. He had a big game. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, they were tearing up the, the SEC before he got hurt. So they were. Yeah. He was doing his thing. He was doing his thing. So good luck to him. All shout out to him, man. Congratulations to him for, for getting that big, that big opportunity to get there. Cause only 1% of them fuckers go. So 1%. 1%. 1% of us go. He was one of that 1%, man. So I'm, I'm I'm real proud of him too. You know what I'm saying? So he he's he's gonna ball out this at some point. But the one thing I want to yeah. talk about too is he got dropped to the third round and he was hella productive. I don't like casting any doubt on anybody, but my mm-hmm. one doubt for one quarterback in that got picked up in that first round, the fourth pick. Nope. Oh, I'm talking Anthony about Richardson. Anthony Richardson. I don't yeah. I know he's an athletic beast. Like his his athleticism is crazy, but his mm-hmm. career in Florida wasn't that good for him to get picked up fourth. Especially, like I don't understand it. Like, what do you think? I don't understand it myself. I don't see him being better than Hendon. I don't see him better, yeah. being better than Levis. I don't see him being better than a lot of quarterbacks that were picked after him. So, like, you don't see him being do better than Levis. I thought Levis was a beast at Kentucky. Mm. Okay, um, but I mean, I'll, but I'll, I'll, we'll discuss that. We'll ahead, discuss that here shortly. Uh, first, before yeah. we dive into him and what we think about what his career in the NFL is going to be, I do want to shout out history being made. And you know, we mm-hmm. don't like to be racy, but you know, first time in history, three black quarterbacks were taken in the top ten, and and we're talking about the top five picks in the NFL, mm-hmm. and that would be Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, C. and Stroud, also also the person that we're about to talk about, Anthony Richardson. That's history made, so I do want to clap and give it up for that, because to me, it is saying um, that we are seeing a change of the guard as far as what the prototypical NFL quarterback is now. You have these three mm-hmm. individuals that were taken so early in the draft and then already in the NFL you have, and we'll talk about Lamar Jackson and his um, contract that he just got not to, uh, on draft day. But you have a whole list of other black quarterbacks in the NFL that have gone to the Super Bowl, that have won the Super Bowl, that have been NFL MVP. So we're starting to see a little bit of change to guard, a little bit of change of mindset with the the black quarterback or the, yeah, the black athlete being a quarterback in the NFL. Now, as far as Anthony Richardson is concerned, though, um, I think the reason that he was taken uh, at the pick that he was taking is because of his athletic prowess. Um, mm-hmm. I can you know, he, he, caused it, he called himself a, a mixture of Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson. I think he said his name was his nickname was Cam Jackson. And you look at mm-hmm. his his NFL combine numbers. And he's off the charts. It's crazy. And he, right. And then you look at some of the film, and I didn't, I haven't watched any film on him. I'm just going off of what I've mm-hmm. heard. Um, mm-hmm. You look at some of the film, and he does miss throws, but he has a great arm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think a lot of GMs feel like with his athletic ability, he can get himself out of trouble and then make True. plays and, and, you know, as time goes on, as he learns to be a NFL quarterback, hopefully he he gets that time. He doesn't have a short leash. The the throwing inaccuracies will be will, will be able to be fixed. Him hopefully mm-hmm. being able to read coverages and pick up the speed of the game will he'll adjust. He'll just you know snuggle into being uh what is an NFL quarterback and being a pro- professional. 
And that, and and that, that's what I was thinking too. And like I said, I don't like to cast out on anybody. I think he's going to have an amazing career. Um, mm-hmm. It's just I I I watch college football, yeah. and I watched him. I watched him play a few games that were on TV. And the man's a beast whenever it comes to his just his athleticism alone. But you right. got to be able to do more. And, th- and that was one of the doubts that that Lamar Jackson came in. We'll talk about him later. But that's one of the, he has mm-hmm. the same doubts that Lamar Jackson came in whenever he came in from Louisville. That can he be an accurate quarterback? Can he do more than just run around, extend plays, and then pass to the person that's open off the scramble drill? Like, yeah. But I mean, I, I hope he does well. I I, th- I think Hendon was better. I think Levels was better. Yeah. That should have been picked ahead of him. But it's funny to me that you there. said I'm not a GM. Oh, Levis was better though because I thought he was, it, bro. They basically had I, I won't say they had the same stats, but Levis his percentage, his completions percentage, his touchdown to interception ratio weren't that good. Um, so if you thought that Levis was better, that means that you thought Levis should have been drafted in the first round, which. I didn't think he should have been drafted in the first round, and that I thought he was um, going to be drafted in the first round. Honestly, Richard, well, yeah, he was projected to be mm-hmm. drafted in the top ten. I think mm-hmm. he was projected to go. He was projected to go before Richardson, but mm-hmm. he's not as athletic as Richardson. Again, his percentage, his completion percentage, and touchdown to interception ratio are lackluster. So mm-hmm. I think people started to actually, and and I, and I said he's not as athletic as Richardson. I think people start to put them up against each other and was like, well, he's more athletic. Yeah. They have about maybe the same completion. I, I mean, Anthony Richardson's c- completion percentage was pretty bad. I think it was worse than yeah. um, Levis. But, I think it was like 53%. Know, I think Levis might have been like 58, 59, something like that. Yeah. I think it was like, yeah, yeah. So so when you look at that, and it's just funny to hear you, hear you say that. Um, but I mean, I get it. It's, yeah, again... Yeah, yeah. We're thinking about the stereotypical quarterback. And it's funny that, again, not to be racist, that the, the black guy gets the the <laughs> nod with not so great stats. And then on the flip side, yeah. we have on the flip side, what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We have Levis, yeah, facts. Right. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think they all I think they're I I wish nothing but the best on all those guys, man. And then they they're all getting an amazing opportunity, you know. So yep. and I and I can I can relate to to Hendon with the injuries because, I mean, I was supposed to be drafted in the fifth round none, nonetheless, but I didn't mm-hmm. because of my shoulder because I had a shoulder right. injury in college. So it is, yeah. you know, it is what it is, man. The, the the NFL is a business before it is a, it, before it's a profession. So what have you done for right. me lately? You get hurt. Okay. Well, shit, we going to, that's, that's going, that's going to kill your stock. And if you get hurt again, you might be up out of there. So and that's what happened 100%. to me. So 100%. it is what it is. But, um, yeah. but yeah, before man. Before we go but, any further, Oh, great. My fault. Yeah. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do, do your thing. I was going to say, before we go any further into the small talk and before we get into the, the nitty gritty of the podcast, I do want to say prayers up to Jamie Foxx. Um, he's prayers been in the hospital. The, the, the multi-talented and his family, the multi-talented um, artist. Um, he's been in the hospital for a couple of weeks now. So we just want to mm-hmm. send our prayers up to him. He's one of our one of our kings in, in the black culture. Um, make sure that we are uplifting him. He's 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 up for the heart attack, right? Was it a heart attack uh, or a stroke? stroke. I, I be hearing, I be, yeah, I be hearing mixed, yeah, mixed reports. But he yeah. suffered a stroke, and he's been, yeah, he's been, he's been in the heart. And like, but they 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 saying he's he's responsive, and everything is he, he's he's making progress. So 
hoping for a yeah. full recovery for sure. Because like you, like you said, that's one of the shoot recently one of the kings of comedy, multi talented music artist, actor like. Jamie yeah. Foxx with storytelling. Yeah, his storytelling is crazy, um, man. I mean, all the stories he has is is good. Yeah, I love hearing Not him tell different stories of the parties. Um, the the one that's funny to me, uh, I think it was more recent, was he was telling a story about how Diddy's known for throwing these lavish parties and uh, with this big ass budget. And he was like, oh, I can throw the same party in, in Beverly Hills with half that money, with, with not even a quarter of that money. <laughs> so he was like, um, he invited Diddy and all the people that he invited. And um, he threw a party for like basically $50 or something, like $100, $500. was $500. And he mm-hmm. said he ordered a bucket, some buckets of chicken from Kentucky Fried Chicken, <laughs> had the, the liquor sponsored um, from, you know, the, the liquor sponsors. And, you know, invited a bunch of people and he said the party was crazy. And when Diddy came to him after the party, he was like, hey, yo, how much you pay for all this? He's like, oh, man, I only paid $500 for it. And he was like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I told you. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's amazing, man. So I really hope he pulls through and everything continues to go well. And, you know, mm-hmm. we can give him his flowers while he's here. Legit, legit, legit. Next thing I wanted to kind of touch on a little bit was, so we got... The one of the original Fujis out here oh, being a refugee, <laughs> or out here being a spy. What's going on a with Prize, bro? That dude man. is he. He was out here wilding, G. Yeah, he was charged for international fraud. And for the young ones that fraud. don't know who Prize is, as Sticks mentioned, he was a part of the Fujis. So just think the the other person that was not. Wyclef Jean or Lauren Hill. Uh, to, mm. to be more specific in the song, it's the Ooh, way la, la, that we la. we do nothing. Yeah, he was the Ooh, one la, that la, says, la. "I sit." Uh, he was the one that said, "I sit ninety <laughs> degrees on the knee pop trees." Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means, but that burn my calories. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, but yeah, he yeah. was found guilty of um, of international fraud and will serve or set to serve twenty years for conspiracy mm-hmm. to defraud the U.S. Witness yep. tampering and acting as an unregistered agent of a foreign government. Now we've talked about China a couple of times and mm-hmm. how they're trying to basically dethrone the United States. Yep, they're involved in this. It, China has been at us for a while, and I guess it's all minute, just like G. really coming to light right now that they are really trying to get at us. And so I don't know if it's like a, a media ploy. And you know how I feel about the media, even though we are mm-hmm. technically a part of it. I don't know if it's a media ploy to get us to truly hate China. So when the time comes for us to go to war, it's like, well, I mean, they did it to themselves or what. But I mean, it's just every time you turn on the media, something bad about our country. China's mm-hmm. involved in it in some China's form involved. Or fashion. Yeah, they yeah, are, yeah, man. Yeah, I, don't like they, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with it, man. But the one thing that that, that got me was. Oh boy, the the um the dealer that he was working with, Mister uh, Joe or whatever his name is, yeah, I, can't, yeah. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but he paid Prize twenty million dollars just to help him get a picture with oh, Barack Obama. Yeah, you could have paid me that money. 
money, nigga. Like, but I ain't had that inside. I'm like, bro, like 20 million just to get a picture with Barack. But it, but well, it was so many other implications in within that picture that he wanted to get with Barack. Yeah. So that way, you know, because they, they they trying China is trying to get at us, dog, devalue the dollar and some more well, stuff. So it's just, like, you know, it also it wasn't just Barack Obama. It was also Donald Trump too. Um, oh, and I, I th- see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I know what. I think I know that move. So basically they gave the money to Proz. Proz was supposed to donate to those particular um, campaigns. And then mm-hmm. he'd get a picture with them. And that's when they exchanged. Yeah. I've donated this amount of money. This is what I want in return. Cause you know, that's why a lot of individuals are trying to get money out of politics is because people lobby to get, or I shouldn't say people, Millionaires and billionaires and um, companies lobby to get things that they want passed. And so th- that mm-hmm. was a way of trying to get shit passed um, yeah. and, you know, get that that agenda pushed for, for China, whatever the case may be. Yeah, they be trying to they, they try to get their own, like you said, their own agendas, their own personal relationships with the president. And so yep. that way they can kind of be allies, so to speak. But yep. the way they was doing stuff was kind of weird so it's just like I, yeah but hopefully you know he he about to he about to serve that time and yeah i whatever i, I saw this so this, this came up in one of the conversations when i was in in the group chat with the clan because i'm you know with the with the gaming company this was like a couple of weeks ago whenever it had just got released and one of my boys was like you heard about prize i was like nah i was like yeah he a spy g i was like what the like, ain't no way fuji lies is a, is a <laughs> yeah. is a spy but he was he was out here doing a lot for China, so I mean, yeah. he he got caught. Now he got he got he made his bed. Now he got to lay in it, bro. It's crazy. Yep. Yep. Last crazy. up, last up, the the Snowfall series finale. Have you had a chance to catch up on Snowfall? Man, so you you told me about this on Thursday. It was no way <laughs> I was going to yeah, watch yeah, yeah, six yeah. seasons in a weekend, but I I just hadn't watched it, bro. I mean, that was, yeah. you know you gonna have to you gonna have to talk to people about this one. Now, I heard that the that the 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 finale was amazing and it was mm-hmm. great, but I had, I just had, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a TV show type of guy. If I'm not yeah. watching, if I'm not watching sports, then I'm not watching really anything, honestly. Right. But unless I'm watching like YouTube or something like that, just, just on an off chance. But yeah, yeah, I'm gonna let D-Lo take this one. What's, what, what's going on with Snowfall, G? Give, give, kind of give me the backstory so that way when I do watch it, I can know I don't want to do, I don't want to do that. I don't want to okay. do that. What I want to do though is just say it was widely, dis- widely discussed um, okay. about the series finale. Some people loved how it ended. Um, some people hated how it ended. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of, in the middle, I think the the ending was appropriate, um, especially with who Franklin was dealing with, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I you, you it's easy to fall in love with Franklin Saint and his character, mm-hmm. um, and what he represented. You know, he was a, a smart kid in the hood of Compton, California, um, and he got tied up in some things that he, you know, you wouldn't think a kid of his mindset would get caught up in but he took he took the situation he was put into it and made the best out of, out of it made calculated moves and in the end um he was left with what he was left with mm-hmm. um so 
I know I'm talking in I know I'm talking in circles. I don't want to give it now away. You, you but, don't want to give it away because you know I'm gonna yeah. watch it. But from, from right. what I know, it was a lot of people that were saying like the last couple of seasons weren't that good. Yeah, but yeah. And then this last season was amazing. The last season was amazing. Okay, because because yeah. it was six seasons, right? Yep. So they I, I've heard I even heard um, Joe Budden on his podcast. He was saying that the, the podcast one that really I mean not, not the podcast but the the show the last season wasn't that wasn't that special. But they, the people last were saying season, season wasn't five, that special. That's that's what he said on Joe Budden. Joe Budden was like the last season is trash. This like season six. Yeah. You ain't hear that on the pod. Nah, I, so I know I people know had a lot of mixed emotions about this last season. I, I know he said the um the seasons three and four, I think, or five were not good, but he mm-hmm. I thought I heard him say he enjoyed this last season, okay. especially the way they wrapped it up. Um, That's what's up. But I mean it's just it's the reason people don't the ones that don't like it is because they want to see him get away and do what most kingpins always dream of doing is getting away with all their money, moving out the country and, um, you know, just chilling with their money and maybe a significant other. Mm-hmm. But the reality is most of the kingpins that we know, uh, either from rappers that emulate, their, emulate them or take their names mm-hmm. or, you know, just hearing word of mouth from the hood, they yeah. just now getting out of jail. Nah, <laughs> or they didn't make it. <laughs> the you facts. know what I mean? And and so to me, that's why I felt like the ending was appropriate. And I didn't give the ending away, even what I, no, what I just good. said. No, um, facts, facts. Uh, so I just thought it was appropriate that the way things went down, especially, again, especially with who Franklin was dealing with uh, mm-hmm. in the CIA you know they're not going to let you get away with whatever they said they were going to allow you to do. They're not going to allow you to get away with that stuff. Hell nah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I just thought it was fitting. Um, it, I didn't expect it to end like that, especially with Franklin being the calculated, smart kid that he is. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was fitting. All right. I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm definitely going. I might start today, actually. Yeah. Because you said it's, it's 10 episodes a season, right? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. I right, bet. I'm, I'm gonna start it today and kind of see how I get into it. I'm, I'm pretty. You said I, you said I was gonna love it, so I'm gonna take my I think boy you word would. for it and check it out. I think you would. I'm take your word for it and check it out. But um, but that's enough for the small talk. What we got as far as the actual meat and potatoes of this joint today, bro? What's what's the topics for today, G? Absolutely, man. We, we're going to talk about something that is might not need to be talked about, honestly. After I did a little bit of research, but uh, is. Nikola Jokic, the best center of all time. We're also going to talk about the NBA playoffs, sticking with basketball. Then we'll talk about Angel Reese discussing not wanting to leave for the NBA because of all the NIL deals that she has. Mm -hmm. And finally, as I mentioned earlier, we'll talk about Lamar Jackson finally signing or coming to an agreement with the Baltimore Ravens and becoming the most highest paid player in the NFL. Yes, sir. Let's go ahead and get into it, my G. Yeah, right into it, my boy. So DeMarcus Cousins is not interested in claiming Nikola Jokic or Nikola Jokic winning his third MVP in a row. This would be because it would mean he would be considered one of the greatest centers of all times. In turn, it has sparked a debate that may not have been previously a debate before. So Six, how are you feeling about Jokic already being entered into the GOAT center conversation at this stage in his career? Now, it's one thing I want to say about Nikola Jokic. He 
he's not a freak of nature. He's, mm-hmm. He isn't the he isn't a, a muscular type of dude. And most people would probably say that he's he looks out of shape on the court because he kind of do. Honestly, mm-hmm. his his game is kind of unorthodox a little bit if you if you yep. think about it. But he he plays he plays at his own pace. He dictates the flow of the offense. He makes the other team that he's playing against kind of go to his flow of how he's going to play the game and how he's going to run the Denver offense, right? right. Now, he, his averages are amazing. 25 points a game, 11, point, 11 rebounds a game. 10, he averaged a triple-double this year while shooting 64% from the field, 38% from the three. 80% for 80 plus percent from the free throw line. Like his, his splits are great, but I'm with DeMarcus cousins on this because it's like, there's so many great centers out there that I would take above Jokic. And the only reason why this is becoming an, uh, a conversation anyways, because he would be one of four people, four players in NBA history to win three MVPs in a row. You got to mm-hmm. think about, uh, Larry Larry Legend and Wilt the Stilt and guys Larry like that. Bird. Larry Bird. And it, it, the reason why he said that like that is because a lot of a lot of our friends, a lot of my in, in, in each of our circles, don't think Larry Legend is a legend. So it's kind of crazy when people say that. No. But he was that dude when he was playing. But and also Bill Russell also won three back to back to back MVPs mm-hmm. as well. So there's two centers. In that conversation, as as three P MVPs, that I believe is better than Nikola Jokic with Bill Russell and and uh, Wilt Still, Wilt Still mm-hmm. being probably one of the greatest athletes of all time. 100%. You know what I'm saying? I agree so, with that. And then I would also take Shaq. I would also take Moses Malone. It's so many different. So many, so many. I would take Moses. I would take okay. Kareem. I would take. Yeah. Uh, I would take hakeem the dream i would take the yeah. admiral i would take so many different you see what i'm saying okay. i would take so many different and so many different centers and and in my research i was looking up a bunch of different a bunch of different things like as far as where espn bleacher report a couple of different uh avenues where they would rank these these centers mm-hmm. and the one that i saw that was most recent was one from um sports is a, it's a website called sportster that had the top 10 centers of all time. And they had Jokic at number 10. So there's a lot of people uh, in a lot of podcasts, a lot of sports casts, a lot of um, a lot of websites that don't even have him in the top five, let alone the top three. But they had artists Gilmore, Patrick Ewing, Moses Malone, Hakeem, Bill Russell, Shaq, Kareem, Will, like all of these people that they think is better than them, that I agree with that. Like all mm-hmm. of those players I just named are definitely better than Nikola Jokic. But it's just... But you can also go back in generations and, you know, what what years they played in. Some people think the 60s was was Wilt playing against plumbers and, and electricians. Like, it's a lot of different conversations that you can have, but he not better than Wilt, bro. What you think? What you think, D-Lo? I mean, it's an interesting conversation. However, I don't think it should have been a conversation at all. It, shouldn't, it should not be a debate. I agree with you on a handful of the individuals that you you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Definitely uh, Wilt, Kareem. First of all, I should say Kareem first. So Kareem, yeah. Wilt, Shaq, The Dream, Hakeem Olajuwon. I think those individuals are head, head and shoulders above him. Uh, and the reason I say that is because when you talk about player greatness, it's a delicate balance between individual accolades and statistics and team accolades and statistics. 
while he does have two MVPs as of right now, he he's you know in the ballpark when it comes to points, boards, assists, and all that stuff, and block. Well, not really blocks. Not really blocks because he's not that he, big he's, on defense. Yeah, yeah, he's up there. He's above everybody in assists, but uh, boards and um, points. He's in the ballpark with everybody else. Mm-hmm. He he. So he he has that. They haven't been to a. They haven't even been to the finals yet. He does nope. not have. Um, he does not have a ring. So you know, to me, with the delicate balance that you have to have in being considered one of the greatest of the game, one of the giants in in this in this conversation of the game, I don't think it should be a conversation. Um, but we're still relatively early in his career. You know, mm-hmm. if he is to have a long career, um, I think. You know, we always bring LeBron in in the conversation. I think the reason that you can have those conversations about LeBron being one of the the greatest of all time, he's in year twenty of his of his career. Mm-hmm. He has multiple championships. Um, he has multiple MVPs. He's a Finals MVP multiple times. He's Rookie of the Year. Uh, I, I think the only thing he's missing is Defensive Player of the Year, which he probably mm-hmm. should have won. Um, mm-hmm. That's another thing. Jokic doesn't have. Jokic doesn't have Rookie of the Year. When the majority of the individuals that I mentioned, the the Shaqs, the Wilts, the uh, Kareems, they won Rookie of the Year. Um, and then in the case of Kareem, I'm, I'm sorry, Hakeem, he won Defensive Player of the Year. Jokic has not won Defensive Player of the Year. So it, it's, it's a lot of things that accumulate together to make you make one be considered the greatest. And again, while it's great conversation, I believe, I don't think this should have been a conversation. But I understand why it is. it was sparked, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. He would be one, one of three or four individuals that have won back-to-back-to-back MVPs. And, you know, just that alone makes people wonder, are you the greatest of all time? And in this case, are you the greatest center of all time? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, too. And it's like... We're sparking this conversation about Jokic being the greatest center of all time. And like you said, we always find a way to get LeBron into the into the conversation, into the podcast, because that's our boy. You know what I'm saying? Right. As you can see, that's our boy. But, right. but you, if that's the case, if we're sparking this conversation for Jokic being the greatest center of all time, why is there so much pushback on LeBron being the all-time GOAT? Because... He's done so much more in su- in such a long career, longer than Jordan's. Mm-hmm. Done he hit more points, more playoff points, more assists, rebounds, all of that. As far as statistically, individually, and team wise, he might not have as many rings, but he's been to ten finals in a row, and looking mm-hmm. to go to another one this year. So it's like, if we can say this about Jokic, we got to be able to say this about LeBron. And it's it, it, there's there's well, there's no way that. Uh, say, go ahead. Go I was going to say, I think the conversation is a bit different, though, because in this sense of Jokic, we're talking about best center of all mm-hmm. time, best whereas with LeBron, yeah. we're talking position. about best player, player of, of all time. time. And, you know, it's a lot of nostalgia when it comes to Michael Jordan. It is, um, 100%. I, I, I can understand it. I, while LeBron has had a great career, um, and usually, in, in most cases, I would say LeBron is probably the GOAT. Again, we've had this conversation before. 
My dad would kill me if I said LeBron James was better. <laughs> I mean, literally kill me if I, I know, said Pops, LeBron James. I know, Pops. He definitely would. <laughs> Michael Jordan. And yeah. we, 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 we grew up watching the tail end of Michael Jordan's career. And, mm-hmm. and the things going, um, he was ahead of his time when it came to Indeed. being an NBA player, being a great game. So, and he changed the game. Um, and LeBron's changed the game too. He does have all those accolades. But the thing that stains LeBron's career, um, and I don't know why we go to team accolades when we're talking about staining individuals. Mm-hmm. But um, you know he he's what four and six four and in six the finals, whereas Jordan is six and zero. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan has done has won championships three peats twice. Mm-hmm. LeBron has not done that. He's only won a back to back once. Mm-hmm. So and you know everybody's going to say he skips from team to team to team. Yeah, I mean, we're in a whole new era of basketball. If Michael Jordan could have skipped from team to team to team, he definitely would have. But mm-hmm. that this era that we're in, as far as players having control of what they want to do, is relatively new. Um, and you know, as of like what 2010s, uh, I think Le- LeBron was the one that set that up. Um, mm-hmm. and it, but I mean, it was a part of the the collective bargaining agreement. For sure. That, that's that's all it is. And I didn't mean to cut you off and get long winded with good. my answer, but it's no, that's that's what that's what the that's the the missing piece there. Or that's the reason we can talk about Jokic being a great and try to negate LeBron is because we're talking about Jokic as being the greatest center of all time now mm-hmm. that he's potentially going to get his third MVP in a row. And yep. we're talking about LeBron being the greatest of all time. And you know, people just don't want to let go that Michael Jordan still Hadn't played in twenty plus year, uh, yeah, twenty years, and his shoes still number one shoe in the world, and Man. you know he won six rings with no losses, and he's up to what top five in all time scoring. People don't want to let that go. I mean, Michael Jordan really he he was an amazing player. He was the he is the standard, I guess. Everybody mm-hmm. talk about Mamba mentality. Well, Mamba mentality came from Jordan mentality. Came from Air Jordan, exactly. So, so you know, he he's the standard when it comes to the goat what conversation we look for an athlete nowadays. For sure, for sure. I, and 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 to get back to Jokic, what I think the argument for him as far as Jokic is, of course, this sparked off of the possible three peat as far as MVP, but he does have some really good three level dominance on offense. Mm-hmm. We already talked about he's not that effective on defense, which that's kind of subjective because it's a team sport. You know what I'm saying? Right. He does play a lot of help defense. He's, he's, pretty, he's pretty good on help defense, but he can score in the post with the best of them. Uh, he can shoot the midi as well as anybody, and he can also shoot the three at a, at a good clip. He rebounds he can with pass the best. Like a point guard. He can pass like a – I was about to get to that too. He can he, – he rebounds with the best centers in the league, and he's averaging a triple-double because he orchestrates his offense and he passes like DeLon said, like a point guard. But again, he's not – a lot of it, a lot of people will say that he's not the GOAT because he's just not physically dominant. He's not fast. He's not agile. He don't have the body type. He's not built like the Admiral. He's not quick like Embiid. You know what I'm saying? He's not, you know what I'm saying? But it's like one of those things where he controls the game so well that the other team has to adjust to him. And that's, yeah. which which within that is a form of dominance within itself. But you, when you when you look at the other players that were ahead of him, we already talked about, we already listed a few of them. Like Hakeem was as agile and, and his handles was crazy. And his dream shake is something that is so, that, that is so, 
mind blowing to a lot of a lot of younger people that look at basketball. It was like, dang, he he out there as a center, a seven foot center, shimmying and up and unders, and you know what I'm saying, like going crazy mm-hmm. in the post. But he could, he was also great on defense. He was he led the league in blocks multiple years in the NBA. Right. So and Wilt is still just dominated everybody when he played. And then Shaq is arguably the most dominant player in NBA history. So how mm-hmm. can you put Jokic ahead of those people? But it's like I don't I don't I, I can't do it myself. I don't think he's I, the greatest of all time. I don't think he will ever be yeah. the greatest of all time. But he's only the, he's only in his eighth season. Hopefully he mm-hmm. can play 10, 12 more years like LeBron has done. But mm-hmm. we, we I guess we just gonna have to see. But I mean, I don't. I don't think he's the. I don't think he's the goat center of all time at all. Yeah, I don't think he's the goat center of all time. But also, he's playing in an era where it's no longer centered around, no pun intended, the center, right? Mm-hmm. The basketball that we're talking about with the greats that we know as a center, the ball was dumped into them. They went to work. If they got double team, they kick it back out for a mid mm-hmm. range shot, not a three point shot. Now the game right. is, has evolved more outside in um, where the first shot is outside um, and then you put you dump it down if that shot is wide open and so Jokic like you said he's he's a good three-level player but he is boring because he's kind of like even though he can shoot he's not that athletic where the NBA is really athletic nowadays Mm -hmm. a lot of the players I'd say 87 percent that's an odd number but 87 percent play above the rim He's not one of those people. Right. But, I mean, you can put him in the same conversation. But I, th- I think you could put him in the same conversation as Luka Doncic. Although I think Luka Doncic is way more exciting way than more exciting. Nikola Jokic. But Luka Doncic is also basically a point forward. Um, mm-hmm. And even though he's really a point guard, that's his true position. But mm-hmm. he has the height and the build of a forward, but he handles the ball as a point guard. Um, but long story short, no, I don't think Nikola Jokic is a center. Um, you know, he not to say that he can't become one of the, the great all time centers, but, you know, based off of the information that we have available to us right now, as far as his individual stats and as far as his team accolades, again, they haven't even been to the finals yet. They may go this year, um, but he hasn't won a ring. I can't say that he is. Um, I can't say he's even in. I can't say he's even in the, the top five, and nah. therefore this conversation should have never been a, should have never been a conversation, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it shouldn't have. I mean, but when you're talking about somebody when possibly when they third straight MVP, which, like I said, only three other people have done it. LeBron hadn't right. done it. Jordan right. hadn't done it. You know what I'm saying? Hakeem didn't do it. So when you talk about so when you when you got somebody that's possibly about to win their third straight. Those conversations are going to arise, but nah, he ain't the go. Yeah, he right. ain't the go, bro. <laughs> All right, sticking with basketball, this year's playoffs have been surprising to say the least. A eighth seed in the East beat the number one seed in five games. Seventh seed in the West, it's a parade in my city. Yeah, beat a number two seed in six games. And overall, the first round has presented seemingly more parity uh, than in the years prior. So, Sticks, what are your thoughts on this year's playoffs up until this point? And can you say who you think is going to go to the finals? So, I, I've watched a lot of NBA playoffs this year. And, you know, I, I, I've watched more NBA playoffs this year than I've watched in previous years. I, I always watch the playoffs regardless uh, yeah. because that's the most exciting time 
in a, in a lot of different sports as far as NFL, NBA, college basketball. It's always more exciting to watch this time of the year than it is to watch the, the full 82-game season. I agree. But I agree. it's been exciting as it has been. And there have been some upsets. There have been some trash talk that wasn't backed up. There's been some domination by far by teams that we expected that, and some that we didn't expect. But mm-hmm. you, he already alluded to it. A number one seed beating, I mean, a number eight seed beating a number one seed in five games. Hemi Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. went crazy against the Bucks, averaging thirty five points a game. Like that was that that right there is the most. But you can you you're going to have that argument amongst people that's going to say, I mean, well, the Bucks were decimated by injuries and. Uh, Middleton only played one game, and and uh, uh, Giannis only played a couple of games in the series, and this, that, and the third. I'm like, bro, I think- always use excuse, those excuses. Always, bro, when it's with teams that you know the it's quote unquote underdog. Even though Milwaukee had the best record in the NBA, right? They had the best record in the NBA, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, the Bucks did. Yep. Yeah. Even though they had the best record in NBA, you know, nobody really expects them to win the championship with the team that they have because the year that they won the championship, the whole NBA was decimated with injuries. The whole so, NBA was. The yeah, entire so, I mean, all of the playoffs didn't have at least one or two of their star players every every yeah. every round they played. So Yeah. So people people always use those excuses when it comes to the underdog not mm-hmm. and I say underdog loosely, but the underdog not winning. But when the big dog gets hit with injuries, oh, them boys trash, man. I knew they couldn't do it. And, you know, you know who I'm talking about. I won't say no names. but Exactly. Exactly. But still, yeah, yeah. But it's but it's like he Jimmy Butler literally willed that team to, to that first round, that first round mm-hmm. win, bro. Like that first round series win because he it was at like I said, he was averaging almost 36. He had two back to back games with 56 and 42. And he he just went crazy against the Bucks. And mm-hmm. if that's the case, then if we talking about you know all oh, the boys trash that the dirt they, today today they, they just beat the Knicks and Jimmy Butler had twenty five. So yeah. Jimmy's going crazy, and there's always that conversation around oh playoff Jimmy and playoff Butler, and then he's like, but that that's not even that's not even a thing because I play like this all the time, which it don't seem like it in the eighty two season in the eighty two game right. season. But when they get to the playoffs. Him, Jimmy becomes Hemi, dog. Like mm-hmm. Hemi Butler, because he is him right now. Like best player mm-hmm. in the playoffs by far, by far the best player in the playoffs. Regardless. I would say by far, but because I mean, who who playing better than Jimmy Butler right now in the playoffs? The the point guard for uh, I'm I'm not gonna say he's playing better, but comparable is um Brogdon, not Brogdon, Brunson. Sorry. No, nah, Jalen Brunson is, is playing well. He's he is been playing he's well. been balling, man, and, and also yeah. De'Aaron Fox has been playing. De'Aaron Fox has been going off. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but, the thing, but, the reason if, that Jimmy stands out is the fifty six points and the the way that he dominated the the Bucks, um, you know, in the series that they had. So I can say Jimmy is probably the best player to playoffs right now, but I wouldn't go so far as to say. Hands down, the best player. I don't playoff. know, man. He might be hands down the best player right now because you can you can look at. I don't know, man. You 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 got a point. You got a point. But I mean, because De'Aaron Fox is playing well, but yep. uh, I, I yeah, yeah yeah I got yeah. you I got you I hear you I hear you I hear you. But like like but we already talked about too. He already hinted. You know, there's a parade there's a parade around my city. But y'all no, talked all this. Y'all talked all this trash. <laughs> 
And y'all talk, y'all, the, the biggest trash talking team in the NBA this year was the Memphis Grizzlies, and they came out and got smacked. Mm-hmm. So, like, how you feel about the Lakers, bro? Putting putting that dominance on the Grizzlies after uh, after your boy Mar- John Morant talking about this, he ain't worried about nobody in the West, and it's a parade mm-hmm. around his city. You got mm-hmm. the bum. I don't even I don't even like saying his name for real, but he talking about he poked bears and he ain't mm-hmm. he. Don't, I don't respect him until he give me forty. And then right. you got other players that oh, I ain't worried about it. We're gonna be back here in seven. And then you come out and get blown out by forty. What you feel about the Lakers in that series, my G? I mean. So you can easily say that injuries also derailed the Memphis Grizzlies um, and also off-court off-court distractions, distractions. Mm-hmm. headed by John Morant and all the issues he had. Um, but, yeah, by far the Memphis Grizzlies were the most trash-talking team in the <sighs> NBA. And, I mean, it was an anonymous player said – the Memphis Grizzlies are by far the most annoying team when they're winning. They talking the most junk when they're losing. They ain't saying nothing. And it was evident by exactly the person that you're talking about. So after game two, Dylan Brooks says LeBron's old, which LeBron is old. I mean, yeah. as far as as far as NBA terms is concerned, LeBron is old. Mm-hmm. Um, and he pokes bears. And they won that game. The games they lost, Dylan Brooks, I'm out. I ain't talking to nobody. The media made me a villain. Nah, bro, you was the one talking junk. And, you know, it's it's crazy. People claiming to poke bears, but forget that you shouldn't mess with the, the ultimate, the biggest grizzly of them all, which is LeBron James. I mean, LeBron didn't have a great series, but he rallied his team. The team, the team rallied around him to protect him. Um, and I think that's the thing that's going to help the the Lakers in the playoffs is the team is playing for him, it mm-hmm. seems like to me. Like, mm-hmm. you can tell LeBron is not, to me, I, I watched LeBron playoffs for I don't know how long. You can tell he's not the same. He doesn't have the same step. Every once in a while, he'll give you that, that spurt, but mm-hmm. it's not the this continuous step. So when Dylan Brooks said what he said, yeah, okay, you're right. He's not. He is old. He's not the person that he was in Miami and Cleveland. But don't don't poke that man because he gonna do exactly <laughs> what he did. He he's gonna he gonna take it in. He ain't gonna say much to you on the court, mm-hmm. but he gonna give you those little subliminals here and there. And then he might even make it public like he did before Game Four. Was that Game Four? Yeah, Game Four mm-hmm. or Game Three. It was Game Three where he's like. You're not doing nothing. And then I don't know what else he said, but he said, uh, make some shots, do your job. Like, that little kid. Like, I'm just like, bro, <laughs> you can't talk to that man like that. But anyway, yeah, I, I think it's, they got what they deserve, man. You, you, they did. Humble yourself. You, you're still a relatively young team that hasn't done, you know, while you had some success in the regular season and last year's playoffs, knocking out Golden State, mm-hmm. you haven't done anything, man. Now, I will say this. When they are healthy, and if they can keep that nucleus together, they're going to be hell. They're going to be scary. They're going to be hell in the NBA. Because um, John Morant, with a hurt hand, was balling. Giving bucks. Um, not game six, but he was he was balling when he came back. So uh, I, I, think, I think, long story short, get back to L.A., I think they did what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And the team that they have now post-trade not to 
say anything negative about Russell Westbrook. It's just a better fit for LeBron mm-hmm. and AD because you can potentially space the court out more and allow them to, to to go to work. And when they're on, they're on, and you get 40-point blowouts like you had game six. That's a fact. And it, and it is, you already alluded to it a little bit, saying that because it's scary to say that LeBron wasn't even the most dominant player on his team night in and night out. Because you mm-hmm. sometimes some nights you'll have AD give you thirty five and seventeen. Next night you'll give uh, you you'll see Hachimura go off. You see Austin Reeves go off. You see D. Russ go off. Like that the 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 way they put this team together after the trade deadline is scary for a lot of the playoff teams, man. And it's going to be interesting to see depending on who wins the Sacramento Golden State game. I'm pretty sure it's over now. Depending on who wins that game, what you know is that that series. In in the in the semis is going to be interesting, bro. Because Golden State and LeBron already have such a Golden history. Golden State one, Golden State one. All right, bet. So go. So now it's going to be Golden State and the and the Lakers and the, the Golden State Warriors and the, and the Los Angeles Lakers in the semifinals. So is Golden State and LeBron himself have so much history. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see how he attacks this and how the Lakers attack this too, because. It's, that's going to be a fun series to watch. The Lakers yeah. with LeBron and and the Golden State Warriors with that team that they still have together. I lie with they don't have KD no more. They ain't had him in the last couple of years, but and they won a they won the championship last year. So right. it's going to be a fun. That's going to be a fun series to watch. I can't I can't it's, wait for that. It's funny because you talk about KD and we haven't even mentioned the Phoenix Suns. Um, exactly. You know, so there. Any team that had it's it's almost like LeBron and Steph. Well, it's not almost. It is exactly like LeBron and Steph. Any mm-hmm. team that has them, and Steph's been with Golden State his whole career. But any team that has those individuals, LeBron, Steph, KD, you can't truly count them out. Facts. And even though Phoenix lost to the number one seed Denver Nuggets in the West, mm-hmm. you can't count out that the Phoenix Suns won't respond because D book is a great player too. He's a, he's been Um, balling too, though. You know what I mean? So, so, I mean, I, I, this series, this playoff to me has been one of the most exciting to watch just because of the, the parody, the eight beating the one, Mm -hmm. um, and then seven beating the two. And then the potential of the series that are to come, it's just been great. It, you know, in New York is in a state of nostalgia. It's been a while mm-hmm. since they've been in the playoffs. I was about to say that too, yeah. You know, they are in the second round. They beat a team that was supposed to do well this year, uh, which they did do well in the regular season, but they didn't show didn't up in the, playoffs. in the playoffs. Right. Sometimes the lights are just too bright for individuals. I mean, but that's another thing that's been great about these playoffs too. Um now that we know that Golden State has beaten the Sacramento Kings, is you're starting to see those young stars kind of flash here and there. You know, mm-hmm. we're really starting to flash, but you still have the old regime still intact saying, hold on, you, you got you to wait a little bit. I, I like what facts, you're doing. Facts, but, facts. But, but go on, go on to the career right, right quick. <laughs> One, two, three, Cancun. Let us, let us handle this. You know I mean? Big facts, so, and it's funny. It's funny you alluded to that. It was, it was it was two more things I wanted to talk about. We we, we back at episode two, we did a, a a segment about you know the trades that came that came about before the season started, and you know what I'm saying I I, I had high hopes for the Cavs, but D-Lo was like, nah, they ain't gonna be that good. 
And they went through the they went through the season and had a really good season, made it to the playoffs. Right. You know, and this is one of the first times without LeBron that Cleveland has actually made it to the playoffs. And that had right. a lot to do with that acquisition of Donovan Mitchell because he had a really good season. He was having a pretty good playoffs, but they just didn't have enough to to take out the Knicks because the Knicks have been playing well actually for a couple of years now. But they finally got it all together and are are, are sparking a playoff run this year. But the right. Cavs, the Cavs were a sub. To me, it wasn't a surprise, but I'm pretty sure to to D'Lo it was because he was like, "Nah, they yeah. ain't gonna be that good." Okay, I mean, two, I thought like, they would have nah, made the playoffs. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought they would have made the playoffs, but not as a three seed. Right? They were three. True. They were four. three. They were three seed. Yep. Three. Yeah, seed. I didn't. I didn't think they. I. I honestly thought Atlanta would have been like the three seed. Uh, and then the Cavs would have they would have made the playoffs. No, actually, the Knicks were a five like, seed, and the, the Knicks were a five seed, and the, the Cavaliers were a four seed. Four seed, okay. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I I thought Atlanta the Atlanta Hawks would have been in the place of the Cavs, and the Cavs would have been in the place of Atlanta Hawks. But mm-hmm. I mean, both of them at home now, so it don't really matter. That's a fact. And then the next thing I want to talk about too, last thing was, do you? I know we talked about the Suns and that team that they have with D Book, Chris Paul, KD. But do you think that series would have panned out differently if they fully had Kawhi and PG on the court? Absolutely. Because them dudes, man, I don't know what it is about Kawhi and PG, but they stay hurt, bruh. And especially Kawhi, because he can be talked about in that conversation as one of the one of the greatest. But he mm-hmm. just and and I guess it's two sides of the coin because it's kind of complex. Because if I cared a little bit more about my health. <laughs> to be honest, and wanted to like mm-hmm. take some time off and actually like think about the future a little bit more because I played with a bad shoulder for seven games that I shouldn't have played with in the college. And that's another reason mm-hmm. why I probably ain't still in the NFL now, hindsight 2020. But if I would have redshirted that year and came back the next year fully healthy and balled out like I did my senior year, I probably would still be in the NFL at this point. But this man, Kawhi Leonard, takes his health to a whole nother level, G. Like he just, I feel like sometimes he cares more about that than his actual profession, his job. And but your health in the NBA is your job. It 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 goes hand in hand. So you you said you think it would have been a different series if the Sun if the Clippers had PG and Kawhi. Well, just based off of the small sample size that we had from Kawhi and mm-hmm. Russ, we'll just we'll just right. leave it at that for right now. D Russ too. I was gonna talk about him too. Yep. Yeah. Not D Russ. You're talking about Not Russell Westbrook. Uh, Russell Westbrook, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it, the small sample size that we had from them playing together, not even including PG, we saw that they gave the Phoenix Suns a run for their money. Um, and then as soon as Kawhi left, uh, was no longer able to play, that's when Phoenix took off. So I 100% think that if PG was healthy, if Kawhi was healthy, um, with the way that Kawhi was playing in the playoffs, uh, they would have the series would have been different. Now Phoenix probably still would have won, in my opinion. I think so too. Um, but it probably would have went seven games. And I think so too. Well, if PG, well, let me let me take that back. If PG was playing, I think the Clippers would have won. Honestly, now if Kawhi okay. was just playing how how the roster was coming into the playoffs with just Westbrook, Kawhi, and the rest of the Clippers team. I think it would have went seven games. Now, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think that, that series would have been different. Cause that series, that series was hella close. Like it was only one game where the Suns really won by more than like ten points. And right. 
And Kawhi Leonard only played two games. And I don't think PG played at all, if I'm not mistaken. No, PG PG did not play at all. They were hoping that they could get past the Suns and then he would come back in the second round, hopefully. But that was no guarantee either. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, the, the PG and Kawhi, that experiment that has gone on in um, in L.A. with the Clippers, I'm not going to say they should blow it up, but, you know, both of those players are in their 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's cause for concern. There's a lot of people that say they should try to get the Clippers should try to get whatever they can for Kawhi now while he still has some type of great value. Uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's sports. It, it, injuries happen. It, un, un, uh, it happens to at the unexpe- most unexpected times, and usually when you get injured in the NBA, you know, you have some individuals that it, they always get injured. AD is one, and that's why, you know, I want, knock on wood, I want to say that the Lakers can make it to the finals with the roster how it is now. but And even LeBron. They're one injury away from either AD or LeBron to where it doesn't work. And then they look like how they looked before the the trade deadline. And, yep, I know what you're about to say. AD's battling with some injuries right now. He's just trying to Not even it that, bro. It's like every time he fall down. Like, he's so fragile. Yeah. Like, he's so brittle. Every time he fall, he like... His right. I can't yeah. feel my he's arm. Trying to tough it like, out. He, he is though. He's doing his thing. He's and, trying to tough it out. Mm-hmm. And before we go to the next topic, I want to shout out. I want to shout out Russell Westbrook because mm-hmm. he wasn't. He was not a good fit for the Lakers. And we, everybody and we said that. We said that. And we knew that coming yeah. into it. He wasn't a good fit for the Lakers. But shout out to him for taking a lot more stock in that six man role. And he's mm-hmm. actually been balling ever since he went to the Clippers. He's been balling, dog. And, like, shout out to right. him for taking all of the heat and all of the flack that he's taken for the past year and a half where he was with the Lakers and toughing that shit out and using it as fuel with the Clippers because he has been balling, dog. Like, right. getting threes, getting to the cup, like, just taking that six-man role serious. And low-key, proud of Bud. I'm proud of Buddy. Like, he, he doing his thing. Yeah. But who before we go before we go to the next topic, who what's, what's your prediction? Who, who went in the finals? Who went in the finals or who going to the finals? Who is going who's to the finals? Who's winning the NBA championship? Well, okay, two, two, two part. Who's going to the finals and who's winning the championship? Um, <laughs> so I think who is going to the finals is whoever wins between the Philly and Boston series, whoever okay. from the East. Uh-huh. The West is so – it's a toss-up to me. I, I, I can't really – get a pulse on it i'm gonna i'm just gonna say the nuggets are going but you know in the back of my mind i hope the lakers are going so i possibly could insert them there if it's i just want it to be an entertaining finals um so Mm -hmm. if it is boston and the nuggets i'm gonna say the nuggets if it's boston and I'm, i'm sorry if it's philly and the nuggets Say Philly. I'm gonna say Philly. Mm-hmm. If the Lakers are in there, I'm gonna say the Lakers gonna win, and that yeah. would be a crazy, a crazy story. It would be for for LeBron to break this all time scoring record and win the finals at the same time, and possibly at the seventh seed. As the seventh seed, 
That would be yeah. a story in itself. But my prediction would be it's the same as D'Lo's. In the East, is whoever's going, whoever wins the Boston Philly, um, whoever wins the Boston Philly series, which I think is that's a, that's actually kind of that's a wash because Boston and Philly they they both got really really good teams. But I want to say it's going to be hurt right now though. And Embiid is hurt true. So I, I want to say it's going to be Boston, and I just can't bet against LeBron personally. So mm-hmm. I think the Lakers go into the finals and then that's I just wanted like you said, I just want to see an exciting finals, man. I think if Denver goes to the to the NBA finals, the pace that the Denver plays at, bro, is so lethargic, bro. I just can't watch them play seven, like however many series, how many games that series goes to. Like I I don't want Denver to make the finals. I not not to wish bad luck against them. Of course, like I said at the beginning of this of the episode, but it's gonna it's gonna be so boring to watch. I it's and the the I think the best series, the most exciting series would be if Boston goes against Phoenix. But I won't I want LeBron to get so? his fifth. Yeah, because Phoenix I Phoenix think... is so high powered and they move at such a fast pace. And so does Boston. Like that pace is gonna yeah. be crazy, I think. I mean, the pace would be crazy. I think it would be an exciting series for many reasons if Boston and LA make it. One, we're talking about history championships on the line prestigious mm-hmm. who's the yep. most prestigious franchise you got lebron back in the finals um jason tatum who's a budding superstar if not mm-hmm. a superstar and and um jalen brown in mm-hmm. the finals for the first time like you said you have you have the high power offense of this would be the second the time they went offense. last year you're right mm-hmm. no they didn't they played they against they lost to the warriors yeah yeah right. Right. Yeah. And so you have them back in the finals trying to, you know, get there, secure their first championship. You know, you have LeBron back, those individuals back, Boston with their high power offense. But, you know, as we've seen, if the Lakers are clicking, they're high powered as well. 100%. But they have the ability to play. They have the ability to play defense. They don't always play defense how they did uh, Friday night. But if they play like they played Friday night, it's nobody that can beat them. It's Nobody. just, will they play like that? True, true. If you get if you get LeBron giving you 20, 20 and twenty twenty games, you got a chance, bro. Yeah, you got yeah. a chance. All right, so we've talked about the WNBA multiple times, mm-hmm. but the WNBA may have more problems than they realize. After recent national champion Angel Reese made a comment on a podcast, a recent episode of the I Am Athlete podcast. Was it? No, the actually, pivot. it was the pivot. The pivot. I'm sorry. It mm-hmm. was a pivot um, where she says, I'm in no rush to go to the league. The money I'm making is more than some of the people in, in the league that might be top players. This speaking of all her NIL deals. Mm-hmm. So, Sticks, what are your thoughts about the statement she made? And then what does this mean for the WNBA? <sighs> so. Just thinking about this, and I watched the full uh, almost hour uh, episode of the Pivot when they were when her and Flage was on there. And that's how you say her name, Flage. That, that's that's how they kept saying it on the Pivot. So I, okay, so I, that's why her and Flage was on there. And just like D'Lo said, man, the WNBA has a lot probably has a lot more problems on their hands than they think they do, especially with these draftees and these girls that are in college that are making millions and millions of dollars off of their name, image, and likeness. And if like the like top players are making not even making well no top players are not even don't even have million dollar contracts in mm-hmm. the WNBA 
But they have you million dollar contracts. They probably well, make a million dollars. Not, not, that's that's correct. that's correct. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. So if you got Angel Reese saying that she's making per year more than top players, she's not even in the league yet. My thought process automatically went to, well, why if if they can continue with these NIL deals even after they're out of college, why would they even go to the league? To be honest with you, why would they even go if they're making millions of dollars per year where them playing the sport that they love, they're not even going to make that. Why would they go? That's that's what my mind immediately went to. But they have these women, you know, the the, the men are going to make the money. The the, the NBA is going to play going going to pay these guys. Like you got you know, a lot of these, a lot of these kids that are not even in college yet getting crazy money, but the the, the NBA is going to pay the guys, but the the women already have that, they, they already have that budget, that that budget that they don't have. They're already not making any money per year that they can't even pay the players as much as they want to. That's why a lot of these girls, these women are going from the WBA are going overseas to play to supplement their bread. So if they're making one, two, three million dollars a year off NIL. There's, there is honestly, I can't see a reason why they would even go to WNBA unless they can still keep those contracts, which I believe that they can once they go to the league. But they, if they're not even in a rush, then they got a WNBA got a problem. G, they really got a problem. Yeah, and but here's the reality. Mm-hmm. Even if she wanted to go to the WNBA right now, she couldn't go. So the statement she made. Is, and this is not a knock on Angel Angel Reese at all because she, if she wanted to go, and she was allowed to go, she would be drafted. One hundred percent. But the statement she made is is like it's, it's, it's a statement she made. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a statement she made. And the reason that is because unlike the NBA, who has a, a age limit of nineteen, the WNBA has an age limit of eligibility of twenty two. Twenty two. Angel Reese right now is twenty. So. Even if she wanted to go right now, she could not go. Now, it is a bigger problem for the WNBA, though. Um, it is. And, I, and we've talked about the NIL deals that college athletes and um, amateur athletes are able to get right now and how it has been and it will be impactful for them. I don't think we ever thought about how it would impact or affect professional leagues. Mm-hmm. And now we see that if the WNBA was just like the NBA and had a 19 year 19 year age limit. A lot of those girls would just stay in, in college. 100%. And so it's is sending a a bad message not only to your current players of the WNBA, but it's also sending a bad message to amateur players currently in college and in high school that well, the my final destination needs to be college. I just need to get to college and, um, you know, be good enough to where I can get the types of deals that the Caitlin Clarks, the Angel Reese's are getting, the, the Flage is Flage, right? Flage mm-hmm. are, are getting, and I can make more than professional players. I don't have to, I, I get my room and board. I'm hoping they still doing the room and board and all that stuff mm-hmm. free. Room and board's free. I don't, we need to get somebody on here to talk about the NIL and, what the tax implications are for these kids. Too. 100%. Um, but I'm just going to assume I don't have to, I'm assuming they're going to have to pay tax on it. Yeah. So I'm paying taxes on it, but I'm still making out better than the WNBA player. Like you said, why do I need to go to the league? And that could be 
Well, right now, I don't think it is a tremendous issue for the WNBA. Mm-hmm. All it and, be, and the reason I don't think it's a tremendous issue is because we have not seen a player up until this point. We're still at relatively early in the NIL deal process for athletes. Up until this point, we have not seen a player, guy or girl, say, well, I've made enough money with my NIL deals. I'm not going to go professional. We haven't seen right. it yet. But right. we know all it takes is one person. And more than likely, I'm just going to say it would be a a female athlete mm-hmm. um, to, to say I'm not going to go professional. And then everybody else are, you know, you're going to have your handful of individuals that are going to say the same thing. It's going to be a snowball and, effect. Yep. Right. And so if that is happening, if that happens to the WNBA where they're already struggling uh, to to draw eyes and now they'll have to struggle to get players Athletes. to come to the league. That that could be a, a telltale sign of where the the league is going. And we said in in the podcast where we talked about the WNBA getting um, more revenue share that mm-hmm. it seems like their trajectory is going up. And if you actually go to the game, um, it is entertaining. It is very the, entertaining. The girls do have the the um, ability to play at a high level. They do have the ability to entertain you. It's just not the NBA. Um, but as we mentioned two podcasts ago, our last podcast episode, the college girls are playing just as good. And so now you 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 put that NIL deal and they're saying, oh, well, I can make more money in college. You have one or two, let's just say, let's use Caitlin, Caitlin as mm-hmm. a example, even though I I I don't ever expect her to say she's not going to the pros. Let's just say Caitlin Clark says, ah, I don't want to go to the pros. I, I made enough money with Nike, with Hy-Vee, who are her NIL mm-hmm. deals that she has right now. I'm I'm happy. I got me a, a college degree. I have a little lump sum of money that I can sit on for a while until I find something new I can invest, do whatever the case, whatever it is. Let me chill. Yeah. What that means that the the WNBA missed out on a generational talent. Mm-hmm. That means that the WNBA missed out on fans coming to watch her play. Mm-hmm. That means that the NCAA benefited because the WNBA can't pay their players the way that the players are getting paid in college. Mm-hmm. Whoever thought that we would have a conversation saying that professional athletes, while it's not the male, the 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 men athlete, still the same thing. Whoever thought we would have a conversation saying that professional athletes aren't getting paid more than college athletes. We would never have that conversation. It just, this just sparked recently because NIL really just came into effect, what, like two, three years ago? For real, for real? Uh, two, 2018 is when it really kicked okay. off. Um, and, um, but it, you know, it didn't really. It didn't really boom much. like it's been booming yeah. the past couple of years. Yeah. And like it you said. after post pandemic or it, right, right in the pandemic. Right in the pandemic. And it's crazy because it's, it's, it's not going to be, it, it's, it's going to have to be a female athlete that, that makes that decision. And it's going to snowball crazy because the NBA, the NFL, all of these other leagues, the, the, the men, the men leagues can pay their their the players more than they're making in college. They can do that. They can yeah. pay, they can out, they can outweigh the NILs tremendously. 
mm-hmm. the crazy thing is that I believe, and, and I'm, I might be wrong about this, but I, I, I'm about 90% sure that in your example, say Caitlin Clark did decide, okay, I got my NILs with Nike and, and we say HIV. No, not HIV. <laughs> wow. High V, which is a supermarket chain. Wow. <laughs> Positive. High V. <laughs> Positive. But, uh, but in Nike and High V, what I think that the, I think it's something in their contracts. And like I said, I could be wrong because I know what the contract is, but I'm about 90% sure that as long mm-hmm. as they're active, and posting on social media or something of that nature or making content, being a content creator, is something in their contract. As long as they still making content, they can keep their NILs um, moving forward. Well, because I it's mean, a, I'm sure. it's a couple of players that I, not that I follow, but I notice like just scrolling through Instagram and it would be something that might pop up on my screen that might, that might say, you know, th- this young lady isn't playing in the college no more, but she still has these, these sponsorships and these NIL deals that as long as they're, posting content they can keep these deals moving forward into the future i mean i'm sure that could be the case especially if you have a um a athlete that has a high follow count and mm-hmm. high engagement. profile yep yeah high profile and where people continue to follow them mm-hmm. even if so um trying to think of an athlete that that's like that that no longer plays but still has a pretty high I, I don't really know of one, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure I'm pretty sure if if there you have one of those individuals, they could potentially keep their um their NIL deals or their endorsement deals as mm-hmm. they as what they would become or as what they are uh once they, they leave college. But I'm sh- I'm one hundred percent sure that they get on a true contract after that. One hundred percent, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're doing this, you're you you're you're not playing, but if you have this amount of spike in our revenue and all this and that, we have I'm sure because I'm sure they probably have some type of promotional code that they have mm-hmm. to track all of their engagement, who's where this traffic is coming from for these brands. But if you're bringing that inf- if you're bringing these individuals in, fine, you can keep your contract. But as soon as you don't, as soon as your numbers slip, now nah, we're taking all of that. Because I mean, you know, we talk about corporations as well. It's mm-hmm. about how you can help them, not how they can help you. Exactly. I mean, they help you to some regard, but it's really about how you can help them. And then it's going to be on to the next big star that's in college now. They can You ain't playing no more. They stay right. out in the public eye playing for LSU or playing for Iowa or playing for uh, South Carolina. Insert college here. Insert college here. And then you can yeah. say, you know, you're not playing no more. You're not in the public eye. This young lady is. We're gonna take your contract, give it to her, and that's where it's gonna. That's where it's gonna stem a little bit of a conversation. Like, okay, is me playing more important than keeping this nil? And if they're still playing in the WNBA, they can still probably keep those nils because they're still in the public eye. They still got that following. They still playing the sport that they're quote unquote paid by these NI, by, by these sponsorships to play. So. Right. But the 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 comment of I'm in no rush is crazy. That yeah. is it's a crazy statement to make because how, you making this much and you getting paid more than these WNBA players are getting paid in their contracts. Like, how much leeway do you have with these NILs to not go play the sport that you love so much, and you're not in a rush right. to go play the sport that you love so much? So that's that's what was that was that was my eye opening and mind blowing to me. It was like, yo, you ain't in no. She must be getting you getting a bag, shorty. Like what you right. own, right? And and to be clear, we're we're only speculating because yeah, facts. We're not speculating on the comment, 
Angel Reese actually said the comment. Yeah. We're speculating on if they would actually not go and play in the uh, WNBA after their eligibility runs out playing in college. Um, but and, and the reason we're speculating is because we only have a small sample size of what the how much money individuals are making from the NIL deal. But, you know, based off of what we're seeing right now, we can only speculate of where it can be down the line if they continue to get this money and if the WNBA is not able to fix the issue that they have with paying the players. And bringing in that revenue. Yeah, yeah, we can say what they deserve, but, you know, until they're able to get the eyes on the game and bring in the ads and put the butts in the seats like a a NBA or like an NFL, uh, even half of that or – three quarters of that, yeah. you know, until they are able to do that and then pay those players, they're going to have this issue. And we, we, I shouldn't say they're going to, cause it hasn't been an issue yet. We can see this being an issue for the WNBA. But it, on the flip side of that too, though, in that same, in that same podcast and that same interview, Angel Reese says something about, you know, it's becoming, it's become the eyes are actually getting on the women's game a little bit more. That, that that championship had 9.8 million viewers. Mm-hmm. 9.8 million people watched that national championship game. Right. But and then um Channing Crowder asked the question, well, why couldn't Lisa Leslie do that? Why couldn't Candace Parker do that whenever she was in her prime? When they were first getting the NBA, the WNBA started, why couldn't they do that? It was like because of social media. Social media made a lot of these things possible because they're out in the public eye a little bit more and people are actually following them and they can see what they're doing on a day-by-day basis. So they're interested in the players a little bit more than they were back whenever the WNBA started. What was that? 2000, what, 1998? I think was the uh, inaugural season. I think they've been in, in for like 25 years now. Something like 98, that. 97, yeah. something like that. So mm-hmm. back then, it, social media wasn't even, it, it wasn't even in existence. Facebook didn't come out until I was in college. So we was in college. Mm-hmm. So... And that was like the start of a lot of di- a lot of the social media platforms now. But now in 2023, you got multiple, multiple, multiple social media platforms that they're going on. So she was like, the reason why that happened now is because of social media. So I think the tide is turning a little bit, not mm. crazy, but the tide is turning a little bit as far as the women's game is concerned, especially the WNBA. Um, but the WABA is still going to have an issue if these contracts can't be supplemented enough to outweigh these NILs because that that's that's a that's a crazy that's a crazy statement to make. I ain't in a rush to play the game that I love to play that I just want a national championship in. That's a crazy statement to make. Right. Yeah. I also think that it's crazy to think that and again this is me speculating. I don't know why the WNBA has this rule in the way it does. But it's crazy to think that the WNBA doesn't have that much confidence in their ability to pay the players that they still have an age limit of where you basically, they're basically telling the players, make sure you go to school, make sure you graduate, and then you could come to the WNBA. Why wouldn't you mirror um, uh, the age limit like the NBA? So you can you can get those best, those best players that you can that are available. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's some things that need to be changed about the WNBA. There is, um, and, and not to not to pick at them because they, like we said, previous episodes about the WNBA, it does seem like the trajectory is starting to go up. More people are attending the games. 
Um, they are getting more excitement. They still have a long way to go, but it's, it's starting to go up. But now you bring in this element to it, and it's it kind of like goes back down a little bit. You yeah, know, it's like it's like an obstacle, another obstacle that they have to overcome in order to get to where they want to be. Yeah, and and it's crazy. Like you said, there's a there's a couple of things that need to be changed. That 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 age rule definitely needs to be changed because if they, well, they don't if need they to change it now, no, they they don't need to change it. They were true, but at the same time, if they if they could get some of these girls at age nineteen, age twenty, their number one, their careers would be longer. Number one, right? They already have that rule in there about maternity. Hypothetically. True, hypothetically true. They already got that rule in there about maternity. So when if if they were to get pregnant, they got a rule in there about that. So if they get them younger and they don't get they don't get you know become mothers until later on in their career, then mm-hmm. you have more players that are playing for longer. Like it to to me that night that them having the twenty two year old rule is kind of crazy. Because what if somebody goes into college at seventeen, graduates at twenty one, now they got to wait a year to go keep playing the game that they love? Well, it's well, kind of okay. you know it's kind of weird to me. So you know what I'm saying? the the rule is you have to be. 22 or have graduated, graduated from college in three months of the the draft or something like that got you okay well i didn't know the rule so that's my bad yeah viewers yeah but it's it's just they they have a lot of things that they need to fix especially with the the budget that they have and the revenue that they bringing in they 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 got to go hard and the nba is already supplementing their their um their debt as it is and the NBA can do that because that's the most watched, you know, sport in, in the world. Most likely, other than well, baseball is kind of going down, but but it's they they gonna have an issue. They are gonna have an issue right. if they can't outpay these NILs. They are gonna have a problem. Yeah, I feel like the finish it up. It just sends a bad message. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the WNBA needs to figure something out. They need to address it and they need to fix it. Um, and the main thing that they need to fix is the actual amount that they pay on average, Mm -hmm. to their players. Because if you have, again, if you have girls that are saying, I'm in no rush. Generational talent at that? Yeah. That that, that means that your league is in no rush. And when you're not in a rush, you're stagnant. And when you're stagnant, you're basically dying. Mm Mm-hmm. 100%. That was a bar. What the fuck? (laughs) You feel me? Yeah, feel you know? me. Yeah, but yeah. putting bars out there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So after some back and forth drama and fuel added to the fire by the media, Lamar Jackson finally gets the well-deserved deal with the Baltimore Ravens, making him the highest payer, highest paid player in the NFL. Six, how you feel about this whole situation uh, and the reported deal mm-hmm. for Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens? Now, Lamar, he 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 shocked the world. Back in March, you know what I'm saying? Whenever he said, hey, if you ain't going to give me my bread, I want to be traded. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, of course, the Ravens organization, John Harbaugh, they were like, you know, they 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 remained confident, of course, that Lamar Jackson was going to come back. And mainly because what Lamar Jackson wanted was a match of Deshaun, um, <clears throat> Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's contract where he got a fully guaranteed $230 million. Mm-hmm. crazy numbers first of all especially <laughs> with what crazy he was dealing work. with exactly especially with what he was dealing with with the whole situation right so but they 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 kind of held strong the ravens organization did that that's kind of like an outlier like 
ain't nobody else touching that contract. Like the Browns were wild for doing it, number one, but ain't nobody else going to match that contract, period. Fully guaranteed right. that was the first time that's ever happened in NFL history. So the fact that you want that is, number one, kind of crazy, but we want to keep you here, so we're going to do what we need to do. He kind he, he What he got was a good contract being, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, having $185 million guarantee, $52 million a year. That's still amazing money. He's still the highest paid NFL player in the league. Mm-hmm. So he didn't necessarily settle, and especially with him representing himself, that's crazy in it in its own right. But I feel like commendable, commendable as hell. I, I couldn't have did it. <laughs> I'd have been like, oh, you're trying to get me 150 guarantee? Give me that. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll come yeah. back and play. You know what I'm saying? But he just, you know, it, it's he he bet on himself and low-key won. He bet on himself mm-hmm. and won. He did kind of what Dak Prescott did, but Dak Prescott ain't. He he. Dak Prescott won, but he ain't been showing what he bet on himself about here recently. But J- Lamar Jackson is getting paid, and hopefully, with him betting on himself these next coming years within this contract, he's gone show what he bet on himself for. Because um, this past year, I think he was just kind of going through the motions. He was hurt for the last half of the year, the last half of the year or didn't really want to come back and play because he was still contemplating what he was going to do as far as the offseason because he was going to be a free agent, possibly franchise tag, which he was. And he was just holding out. So I think he I think he did a damn good job representing himself. And I think he did a damn good job getting the money that he did. But him and his mom. Him and his mom, correct. Um but what you what you think? How you think he did in this negotiation uh, process? So first off, I'm glad he got the deal that he wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and before I dive into him and what I think about it, I want to touch on something that you mentioned in 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 your portion. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that the NFL is the only league where the contracts aren't guaranteed. Baseball is guaranteed, basketball is guaranteed, and it's Facts. probably the most physical sport. The I most. understand that the physicality of it is probably the reason why owners don't want to give guaranteed contracts. Mm-hmm. But you got you have to put more stock into guaranteed contracts of at least eighty percent. True, um, like like we're starting to see now because these guys are putting their their, their health, life. their life on the line. And for you, for themselves, but more so for you because you really benefit from it Mm -hmm. um, more so than they do. Mm -hmm. And you can't even guarantee them their money as well as insurance once they're out the league. Facts. Facts. So so that being said, I'm glad that he got the contract that he wanted. I'm glad that he has um, $183 million of it out of the $260 guaranteed. I'm I'm super excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I'm, I'm excited about it is because of everything that he'd endured up until this point. 100%. At the combine, he had to answer all the questions about, is he going to switch positions from reporters and from teams? No, sir. I'm a quarterback. Mm-hmm. After he had a decent rookie year and then MVP season, people still didn't think he was an NFL caliber quarterback. Mm-hmm. I was one of those individuals. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I would say I was more so one of those individuals prior to him actually playing in NFL because I did watch him play in college and mm-hmm. he was not that accurate. He was what we are talking about with Anthony, Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, exactly. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. so, and so I think 
I was one of those individuals. I was too, no lie. He has a 73, uh, he, he has a 73% win percentage. That doesn't make sense the way it says, but that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, with little help at the skill position in Baltimore and has also won league MVP. Mm-hmm. He is now the highest paid after enduring, you know, the, the things that we talked about earlier. He is now the highest paid quarterback in, uh, in the league or highest paid player in the league. I commend him for that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really, really, really glad that he got this deal because what it says is, and I'm glad that he got it by himself, uh, right. you know, with him and his mom without having an agent. And I'll talk about that aspect of it here shortly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad that he got it by himself because what it says is know what you want, work to get it. And when the time comes for you to get it, you'll get it. Facts. And you don't need any help if you're if you're betting on yourself and if you truly believe what you want is what you deserve. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I agree with that whole statement you just made, man, because he he defied the odds when it came to him actually coming into the NFL. Because like D'Lo said, I was one of those guys who was like, yeah, he he probably going to be a receiver going into the league mm-hmm. or he might be a running back going into the league, but he's not going to be a quarterback. Cause, and that's the same, that's kind of the same thing. I was talking about Anthony Richardson, but that's just another conversation. But he betting on yourself is, is hard to do. And he was able to leverage that a little bit because he has had such a good career up until this point, especially like you said, winning the MVP. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not hundred percent. I'm not hundred percent. Uh, Sure about it, but I think he won rookie of the year. I can't remember. I can't remember myself. I can check it. But he has had a relatively good career sent up until this point. So he had the leverage to bet on himself. He had the leverage to hold out. He had the leverage to say, I don't want uh I don't want the money that you're offering me right now. I want more. I want close to what Deshaun got. He had that leverage to do that. And finish second. Second. Okay. Who who won it that year? Um Oh, actually, continue. Okay, no doubt. But <laughs> no doubt. But did he? But did, he didn't necessarily. He yes and no. He did. He got what he wanted, but not really because he wanted Deshaun Watson money. But I think whenever, like, I think a week and a half ago, Jalen Hurts signed his contract, and he mm-hmm. didn't. He didn't get the same money that Deshaun did. So I think that was kind of like a wake up call a little bit to say, okay, I might not. I might be tripping a little bit. So let's go mm-hmm. back to the table. Let's see what you can actually offer me. And if it's close to what I want, I'll take it type of thing. So that's why it came. It, that's why it came up some. So that way he kind of realized, okay, yeah, Deshaun Watson is an outlier as far as that contract. The, the, the Browns might have been bugging out. But if if Jalen can get 190 guaranteed, I know I can get close to that at least. You know what I'm saying? And even that 190 guaranteed is a crazy amount of money. But it's nothing compared. It, it I can't say it's nothing compared because I ain't never seen $190 million in my life. But 230 guaranteed, like the, the the Browns were like, I'm throwing the whole bag at this dude. The whole mm-hmm. bag. You can have whatever you want. You can have like like T I said, you can have whatever you like. Cause we're gonna give you this <laughs> we can give you, gonna give you this money. But it's still but it's still a crazy contract. Like I said, it made him the highest paid player in the NFL. So he didn't necessarily get what he wanted, but he came to a come to Jesus with himself, like, okay, I'm not gonna get that. So let me see what they're gonna offer. But Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson didn't get that money. Kyler Murray didn't get that money. Shoot, even 
even our boy, my homeboy didn't get that bread, even though at the time his contract was crazy. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things that you, you got to look at it and say, you bet on yourself and you won, dog. So go out there and ball out and get that money that, that you actually do deserve. Because I, I feel like he deserves what he got. And now I think the Ravens think he deserved what he got too. So it was really good for him. It was really good for him for sure. Yeah, um, I can't find he did not win rookie of the year, and I'm I was getting to who won the rookie of the year that year, but it was 2018. I don't know who it was yet. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. So I, I think the thing for me is he was a, initially everybody thought he was right to hold out for the money that he he wanted to get. But then when the negotiations fell through and he, you know, was saying, all right, well, then just trade me. I want to be traded. Mm -hmm. Everybody started to criticize him for not having an agent. And but he held strong. He held strong and continued to, you know, represent himself, continue to negotiate him and his mom. And now he finally, uh, you know, broke through and got the contract that he wanted. And it's not to throw any shade at any agents out there or whatever, you know. And also not to throw any shade at the media, although it is a little bit of shade to them. It does seem like they were, you know, with reading the various articles and listening to the the various um, outlets talk about this situation and why he needs an agent. It just seems like they were trying to help him get to the bag sooner. True. But like I said earlier, if you bet on yourself, you know what you want. And you have put out a good product you don't need anybody to help you get in the ballpark of what you want yeah agent may help you squeeze out more juice um from that orange to get more money but i mean if if you're in the relative ballpark i don't need you to ask for more money because all that means is i'm putting more money in your pocket as well so you know i i feel like those the 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 media and those that criticize him when he was in the nitty gritty of getting the contract done. They they were telling him he needed an agent when negotiations fell through, but I'd never hear anybody tell a player that they need to fire an agent when negotiations never. fall through. Never. So, and we were supposedly live in a country where you're supposed to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. That's what he was trying to do. He's mm-hmm. trying to do everything, you know, himself, keep it within his family, within his network of people. And that's what he's done. And I'm so proud of him doing this uh, because, you, you you know, if you know much about Lamar Jackson, you know where he came from. You know mm-hmm. uh, the circumstances that he went through to get to Louisville and, and to get to where he is now. Always been an athlete, but, you know, just had some issues and, and not anything major, just some challenges that he had. Yeah, some challenges he had to and, overcome. Yeah, and so to be where he is now, to have the the money that he is, to be the highest paid player that he is, um, is great. But it also signals a changing of the guard that he's the highest paid player because I did a little bit of research um, and we already talked about the three draft picks, mm-hmm. quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round. Mm-hmm. Well, and we, we talked about how maybe black quarterbacks are now being seen more of a pro a commodity, quarterback, yep. a commo- yeah, commodity, uh, rather than saying, ah, yeah, he, he, he may be good, he may not be good. Mm-hmm. Now you're, you're, they're getting the chances like a Lamar Jackson, like an Anthony Richardson. They're in the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. And just and throw it out there, 
the highest paid quarterbacks in the league, the highest top 10 quarterbacks, how many, what percentage do you think are black? Just off a quick guess. Half of them, at least. 70, 70%. Seven of so them. Okay, got you. Seven out of the 10 quarterbacks, uh, highest paid quarterbacks in the league are black. Jalen just signed uh, a major deal. Lamar Jackson, a few days later, a week later, came over and topped that. Out of those seven quarterbacks, three of them have played in the Super Bowl. Two of them have won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. One of them have one of them have won it multiple times. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. In the history of the NFL, and again, this is just going to the narrative of the the, pers- the perspective and the changing of the mindset of the NFL in the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the history of the NFL, there's only been it's only happened five times where there's been a, a black quarterback that's been the league MVP. Since 2015, four of those MVPs have come in that time frame. Damn. So you had, you've had Patrick Mahomes win it twice, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely a, a changing of the guard, um, a change in the mindset when it comes to the quarterback in the NFL. It is. It's it's a good feeling because it says to everybody now, if you can play, if you can lead, you will have an opportunity to be whatever you want to be in the NFL. Not just, okay, you have this athletic ability. We're going to look at you at at defensive back. We're going to look at you at receiver. We're going to look at you at running back. Oh, you can throw the ball. You've had some success in college as a quarterback. All right. You're going to get your opportunity. When you get your opportunity, you can excel just as we as we've seen with the individuals that I've mentioned. One hundred percent. And just to circle back around, Saquon Barkley won the uh, offensive record of the year that year. Okay, but, that makes sense. Yeah, but it, it's it, it's it's amazing what he did in the time frame that he did it, um, and it's amazing that, like you said, th- those numbers those numbers are astounding that you brought up as far as the seven of the top ten QBs in the league are. Of our black QBs, and mm-hmm. it is it is definitely a change in the guard because shoot, when we were coming up, <laughs> it was maybe what Mike, two, Vick. Mike Vick, Donovan McNabb, Donovan McNabb. That was it, really. That was it, really. Honestly, oh no, Dante Culpepper, Dante Culpepper. Yep. Um, um, Randall Cunningham was still he was still kind of there. With the Steve McNair was still in there a little bit with the Steve you McNair, know what I'm yeah. Steve McNair went to the yeah the, he went the to Titans. the um, the Titans. Yeah. So well, we had a, he went to the Super Bowl with the Titans. He went to the yeah. Super Bowl with the Titans too. Yeah. So it was like three or four, maybe, that yeah, we can remember. Like now you got like ten, a half of the league is ran by black quarterbacks now. Yeah. And it's definitely a change in the guard, man, because they they're understanding that the a- athletic ability mixed with that arm power and that that accuracy is gonna go crazy. And it's gonna it's gonna put butts in the seats. It's gonna win yep. the games. And it's going to be amazing for your organization. So shout out to Lamar Jackson, man. Shout out to Lamar Jackson for betting on himself, representing himself. And it's kind of a la what LeBron did, man. He kept it in the family. Kept it in the circle of friends. Nope. And now his best friend is his agent. His, you know, a lot of his other friends are like doing PR for him and things of that nature. So Le- Lamar do- Lamar is doing, go- following that path like that LeBron is doing. LeBron had an, has had and is still having an amazing career. So Le- if Lamar can do that same thing, Hands down, he's gonna do his thing moving forward. So shout out to yep. him, bro. Yep. All right, sticks, man. Episode 20, 23, right? 23? 23. 23, 23. Is in the books. 
and the books. Done. 23 done. done so. This has been Too Complex. We hope you enjoyed today's show. You can find us on any of your major pla- uh, streaming platform services. Make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Follow us on all our social media platforms, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. And remember, if it ain't too complex, it ain't complex at all. We appreciate y'all's support. Thanks for rocking with us. And until next time, salute. Salute.